So how we doing out there, kitties? Hope everything is well in podcast land. Everything is going better on this end. You know, it's been a rough fucking week, man. It's been one of those fucking weeks to where, you know, doesn't matter what you do. It's never fucking right enough, no matter how right you think you are. I mean, you can sit there and fucking solve the equation of the fucking God particle in front of people, and it's still never enough. You know, you forgot a fucking decimal point. And the whole fucking week's pretty much been like that, man, you know? And and it's like whenever you're needed, you're not needed in one place as you're needed in seven places and all of them are now. And you're just at your fucking wits end and you, you, you reach your fucking limits, man. But, you know, this weekend's kind of been a bit of an epiphany for me. Yeah, I mean, yesterday's episode about anger and everything, it was kind of a wake-up call for myself, you know? I mean, we all wake up at our own fucking times to our own fucking demons, you know? We all have our own fucking demons. It doesn't matter what it is. Could be a fucking smoking habit. Could be a fucking habit with your fucking temper. You know, you might have anger issues. Yeah, you might be, you know, it just could be any fucking thing. Doesn't really matter, you know. We all wake up to our own demons in our own time. And we learn how to finally fucking resolve them, man. Because can't nobody really deal with their demons but us. Right? Everybody else ain't going to be around whenever we're struggling with this shit sitting at fucking home. Other people aren't going to be the ones helping us out whenever we're having to fucking deal with this shit on our fucking own at work or whatever. So, yeah. Yesterday was kind of my wake up call. And I went into work in a better fucking mood. You know, things worked out a little bit better. Of course, regular things happened like I kind of expected they did. And, you know, it was it was just another day. Wasn't too bad. Even quite enjoyable, I might say. And I had the opportunity to listen to one of my... My new weekend podcast shows I tend to enjoy, Tyrus and Tenth. Now, they're on Fox News, you know, but and it's not always about news and politics and shit like that that they talk about. It's just a fun fucking podcast, man, and I enjoy it. And uh, he had this one other guy, Tenth wasn't on there. I don't know what happened with Cat. And this other guy, I didn't catch the name. You know, names don't really stick with me that well. Whenever you deal with about a hundred or so on a regular fucking basis that's changing all the damn time. Yeah, names tend to come and go if you don't hear it all the damn time now. 
But they were talking about the 80s and how the 80s pretty much set the standard for everything fucking pop culture now, man. Which, you know, it, it might be kind of true. I get that. Like, I lived through the 80s, man. You know, it was in 1980 I pretty much started developing fucking memories. I was four years old. And... Yeah, I don't remember the 80s as fondly as everybody else does. Now, there's some things that I remember fondly about the 80s. The times with my friends playing in the fucking woods and shit and building fucking forts. Dude, I was a horrible fucking child, man. We protected our fucking fort like it was everything. That wasn't nothing but a couple of two-by-fours, some Playboy magazines, and a fucking BB gun. But damn it. You try to go near without our fucking awareness. When we're not there, you can step on some shit. We put traps in that motherfucker. <gasps> yes, sir. We protected that shit. You ever heard of a welcome mat? Hmm. Some of my friends, they'll know what I'm talking about. You know, we, that was the time frames whenever you would go out there and we would fucking, we would play war with fucking BB guns, right? And you only like no more than two pumps. Anything more than two pumps is too much, man. But we all pumped them like fucking four or five and hit them right in the cheek. Yeah, it's only in the butt. It won't hurt that much. He's wearing jeans, man. Oh, that bitch fucking stung. Now, me... I didn't get the luxury. Sorry about that, folks. My cat wanted a little extra attention. But, uh, yeah, I didn't get the luxury of one of those pump-action BB guns. See, my mom and my fucking dad, they were all about fucking nostalgia, right? See, anything that kind of coincides and ties in with fucking movie themes and television and everything else i mean i was the tv family my mom was so obsessed with fucking movies and television and the stories themselves that she started her own fucking video library we had more fucking movies than fucking blockbuster i promise you my mom had about i'd say at least a good between four and five hundred vhs tapes and each one of them had an average of about three fucking movies per tape. This woman went so far as to fucking get a card catalog and she created a card catalog for her fucking movies. Not no little fucking Rolodex. No, sir. This was a full fucking length card fucking catalog and about five stacks high. This shit right here, she had them broken down into uh, genres and everything. They were alphabetized and numerized and fucking categorized and oh my God. And it was broken down into A, B, or C, which movie you were going to watch. And it was showed what time frame, how long you had to fast forward into the tape to watch the fucking movie and everything. Only thing that was fucking missing from this damn thing was a synopsis. 
But I tell you what, my mama said she if she wanted to watch a movie, she knew exactly where to fucking go, how to fucking get it. She didn't have to sit there and look through all of those fucking tapes over and over and over again trying to read that writing. She got that fucking thing out. She got a idea. She's just, you know, I want to watch a fucking crime mystery today. So she'll pull out the fucking thing, go to that category and just start looking. It sounds like a lot of work when you think about it, but the thing is, it's the little things that you fucking do as you're doing it that make it that much easier to enjoy later. So that being said, shit, I'm getting way off fucking track here, folks. (gasps) My mom absolutely loved that movie, The Christmas Story. Now, most everybody that's listening to this podcast should already know what movie we're talking about, The Christmas Story, because it had the Red Rider, Red Rider Daisy BB gun, right? I don't remember all the fucking specs and bells and whistles and the whole fucking full title of the damn thing. Jesus Christ, I've been so damn burned out of that movie. It's unfucking real. Thanks to fucking TBS and whatever TNT or whatever the fuck Turner fucking channel it is playing the damn thing for 24 hours long. Jesus goddamn Christ, man. There is too much of a good fucking thing. Make the hurting stop. But yeah, so mom loved that fucking movie. We all enjoyed the fucking movie. So mom decided that they actually had a Red Rider Daisy BB gun for sale. And that's what they got for me for my BB gun. Now, it was a good BB gun. It worked just like a regular BB gun should. But the only problem with this one, it is a spring-loaded BB gun. Means no extra pumps, folks. Yeah, I didn't get to hurt nobody. I got my ass handed to me on a regular basis. That's when you learn how to hide and be a sniper. I can camouflage like a motherfucker. But yeah, those were the good old days, man. Those were the days when you got your scrapes and scratches and bruises and beatings on a regular fucking basis. And it didn't have to come from a fucking bully, but we had our fucking fair share of those. We got into our fucking scraps. We got onto our fucking throwdowns. Hell, we even fought our fucking friends, man. I had this one best fucking friend. He's the best friend I fucking had living in that damn town. And this man, me and him, we had our fucking scrapes. We had a throw down in a fucking pool. It was in the city pool. I jumped up and I hit him. I swore I cut him. I don't know if I fucking did. I was fucking shit. Eight, nine years old, man. I don't even fucking know. I just hit him a couple of times. And then there was times when he kicked the shit out of me. And then there were times we were best of fucking friends and we were skating our fucking skateboards, man. And we didn't have good fucking places to skate skateboards. We lived in a podunk country fucking town. 
our roads were black top fucking roads with extra rocks sticking out of them man we had if you haven't seen the effects of what a pebble does to a fucking skateboard at full fucking speed you haven't seen it i'm telling you right now you learn to fucking uh, greet that gravel and you learn to fucking greet it properly on a regular fucking basis because otherwise you're really gonna hurt now when you're going full speed down a fucking hill that's about oh it feels like 90 degrees but it's probably closer to a fucking 45 or something out on the felt fucking geometry either way man it was fucking steep and i was moving fucking quick man and i hit that pebble and i hit that pebble only halfway down the other half i rolled jesus christ we didn't fucking wear helmets back then. We didn't wear all these fucking knee pads and safety shit. The only time you ever put that shit on is when you plan to fly, and that's on the half pipe. Yeah. Those were the good old days, man. And it's something about those good old days. They just sit there angelically in the back of your fucking mind, unfucking touchable, right? It just floats back there and it's on that fucking pedestal, right? And there's nothing that can fucking touch it because it's just so fucking amazing. But is it really? I mean, let's look at some of the shit that we put up on that fucking pedestal, right? Let's look at some fucking He-Man cartoons. Now, I absolutely fucking love He-Man. But let's look at it for what it really was. It was a fucking, it was a 30-minute fucking commercial with a five-second lesson at the end. That's exactly what the fuck that was. But you know what? That's not what we fucking saw. We didn't see that 30-minute commercial. This is the reason why our cartoons mean absolutely so fucking much to us, right? Nobody's really ever talked about it. Everybody's talked about how they love their fucking cartoons and everything, and we had the fucking toys and stuff, and we played with the toys, but there is a reason why those toys work so well with those fucking cartoons, man. It's not because those companies made so much money. It's because of the fact that we saw our toys come to life on the fucking TV. That's what the fuck it meant. Not only did it give story to these fucking characters, but it gave character to these fucking characters, right? So now we knew how our toys were supposed to act so we can reenact those times as well too. And we saw our toys come to fucking life. This was before fucking Toy Story. This was our own fucking Toy Story, man. Our fucking toys came to life on the fucking TV. And that's why we had to have the fucking toys, man. Because we had to fucking see them come to life. You know, because when you're 10 fucking years old, man, you're not watching He-Man with just your bowl of cereal. You're watching He-Man with your bowl of cereal and your fucking man-at-arms and your fucking beast man and... Yeah. And then at least two of your fucking He-Mans, you got to have the battle armor one that kind of spins around and shit, but it never holds to the same fucking place. It's always on the fucking three marks because the fucking little plastic trigger thing gave out like fucking two days into the toy because you beat the shit out of it. 
But that shit, man, was made out of some hardcore fucking plastic, man. <clears throat> and those rubber bands that were inside, dude, they stretched the fuck out of them rubber bands, man. Then you always have that one fucking friend that likes to play surgery on all of his fucking G.I. Joes and he crosses the bodies over and everything, man. He's got his own fucking laboratory and shit built up over there on the fucking side with his little fucking tweezers and everything just doing his evil laugh. <laughs> always that one friend and then you always got the one fucking friend that utilizes household utensils to add on look man I made a Wolverine <laughs> bruh that's Duke painted yellow with some toothpicks taped to his fucking hands man it works So, yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason, I guess, why nostalgia carries so much weight with us, especially with our fucking cartoons, man. And then the music. See, everybody talks highly about the fucking 80s music. Now, I dig on some fucking 80s music. Don't go fucking yelling and hating on me just yet, right? Because everybody likes the poppy shit. I mean, there's a reason why it sold so many fucking albums. Because it's fucking catchy, man. But you know what else is fucking catchy? Commercial jingles, all right? So that's why they're a flash in the fucking pan, man. It's hitting that fucking jingle. It's striking the fucking beat, and everybody likes it. You just got to tap your fucking foot to it, man. <clears throat> now, there was some good fucking 80s music and everything, but, man, there was a lot of shit out there. I don't fucking know, man. There was some weird shit out there, and that's that that comes mostly from the Brits, I guess, that came over since we didn't have a whole lot. In that eighties fucking fashion, man. Jesus Christ, I was drowning in fucking pastel every goddamn thing. Holy fuck, man. Whatever happened to your fucking earth tones? Did they die with the hippies? I mean, Jesus. And we had some cheesy fucking TV, man. I tell you what. And you know, when you're a kid, you don't give a good goddamn about the fucking special effects. Because if it's on fucking TV, you know what? That's just fucking amazing. It's happening, man. And one of my favorite fucking TV shows. I had two fucking favorite TV shows, man. Because you know, everybody loves the fucking Knight Rider. And everybody loves the fucking... um. Oh, what is it? Uh, you got your soap operas with the dynasty and shit and blah, blah, blah. And the Dallas and right. I had uh, my favorites. Well, let's say three favorites because there was another one that wasn't really highly talked about. Uh, Lee Majors and the Fall Guy. 
number one. That dude was fucking cool. He did like detective work. He was like a, he worked with a private investigating company or whatever, but he was a stunt man for a fucking living. And he had this hot blonde chick that worked with him and she was a stunt person too. And he had another younger guy that was a stunt person and they drove this big ass brown fucking truck with a fucking eagle on the foot of it and just ran over everything and it was just fucking awesome you absolutely love that fucking show then you got BJ and the bear now for those of you that don't know this is a truck driver fucking TV show and I got hooked on this fucking show all thanks to that fucking movie Convoy old Chris Christopherson playing the role of rubber duck and see that one stuck with me because everybody used to call me ducky because I would walk with my feet going out like a duck when I was younger and shit hell I still fucking do it it's bad but it's not as bad as it used to be everybody used to giggle and laugh call me ducky so old rubber duck and that was a cool fucking movie convoy Come on in, rubber duck. Breaker, breaker. Yeah, it was a fun show. And then they had his TV show, BJ and the Bear. Now, BJ and the Bear, truck driver show. What was funny is Bear was the name of the truck driver. BJ was the name of his chimpanzee. Tell me that ain't a show made for fucking kids, man. You put a monkey in the damn show, kids are gonna fucking watch. Everybody loves fucking monkeys in the TV shows. That's why they put one with Ronald Reagan, but Ronald Reagan says you gotta stop working with him. They fling poo at you. Now, there's a difference between monkey and apes, right? Now, I call the chimpanzee a monkey, but that's actually incorrect. Monkeys have tails. Apes do not. But yeah, BJ and the Bear, man. That was one of my favorite fucking shows, man. I absolutely love that one. Of course, I loved, I also loved the orangutan and uh, fucking um, Every Which Way But Loose and Every Which Way You Can. With Clint Eastwood. Right turn, Clyde. Oh, shit. Fucking bump the shit again. An old motorcycle gang with Philo Bello. I think one. Maybe Philo. Philo Bello. Maybe that was Clint Eastwood's character's name. Shit, it's been so damn long since I've seen that fucking show. I don't even fucking remember anymore, honestly. And all he does is he's underground fucking boxing. He boxes for fucking money. Ain't that some shit? Then another fucking show. Kind of slits my mind at the moment. Shit, I got kind of a fucking brain fart. Because we had, what we had, we had BJ and the Bear. We had a Fall Guy. And oh, yeah, yeah. Greatest American Hero. 
by God, I think he was a fucking school teacher or something. And somehow or another, he came across some fucking superpowers and he can fly and he's got super strength and he's like bulletproof. So he's like Superman, but he's got this weird fucking symbol. I forget what the fuck it looks like, but it's a weird fucking symbol on his chest. And he hooks up with a retired police officer. And they get together and fight crime. Kind of like that TV show Sidekicks. Y'all seen that show Sidekicks? Right? Anytime you put a fucking karate in a fucking TV show, that's one that kids will fucking watch every damn time too. That's why Bruce Lee was the fucking favorite in Green Horton. But uh, it was uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. whenever he was little. And he was doing karate and shit with the fucking... He was like an orphan and this police officer was looking after him and they would work together and solve crime and he would karate the shit out of all the fucking bad guys. Little kids eat that up. When you put a fucking karate kid in a movie, man, little kids, they want to run around do judo chops and everything. Judo chopping the fucking table. Judo chopping your fucking cat. What? Ah! Man, that's why Ninja Turtles were fucking awesome, man. Shit, not only did they let us judo chop shut, they gave us fucking weapons. What, we get swords and fucking big sticks and shit, and we get to put on a fucking mask and hide our identity? Hell yeah. Yeah, nostalgia is good, man. But the thing is, you got to be real about some of that shit. I mean, the storyline and some of those things, they ain't worth their shit. In all honesty, it's really not. But we sure enjoyed the fuck out of it whenever we were kids, didn't we? There's a lot of fucked up shit from the 80s people fucking forget about. There's a lot of fucking drugs in the 80s. Jesus Christ, but that made for good fucking TV, didn't it? Miami fucking Vice, hell yeah. Part of the reason why I wanted to move down here to fucking Florida, because of that damn show, fucking Don Johnson. Dude, I did the Don Johnson fucking things, rolling up the sleeves on the fucking suit blazer. Man, I thought I was the shit. And everybody, Jesus Christ, it's amazing we didn't suffocate on how much fucking hairspray we sprayed on every goddamn thing back then. Women used to wear these things. I don't know what the fuck you want to call them. I call them fucking foo bars. You know, those fucked up beyond all recognition things. And you thanks to fucking Tango and Cash for that fucking phrase right there. But... They'd take and and they'd fucking put it in a curling iron and fucking hairspray it while it's curling and burning and shit. So you're fucking crisping and fucking curling your fucking hair into these little fucking your bangs all up into this fucking poof ball. It looks like a fucking like you snipped off a poodle's ass and you put it on your fucking forehead. Right. And then you have this fucking thing here and then you wave and tease your fucking hair out like really big. Right. Like you just got through fucking getting smashed and, you know, anal banged and shit by a fucking drill team. And 
Yeah, so then you go out and you're like with the fucking bright ass fucking uh, hard lines of fucking eyeliner and fucking mascara and fucking, oh my God, eyeshadow and Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't miss 80s fashion. And then guys, guys would fucking hairspray the fuck out of their hair going in every goddamn witcher direction and shit. Looks like they were just like they they're part of a still frame from fucking like, you know, one of those photos when you're flinging your hair out of the water and shit. And it just got caught halfway through and it's still fucking loading the image. And these big ass fucking sunglasses and shit that are the size of your fucking dog. And you just wear this shit. And then we would fucking advertise beer with fucking uh, pets and everything. Fucking Spuds McKenzie. Spuds McKenzie became a fucking fashion statement, man. Can you believe that shit? Bud Light made so much goddamn money off of this one fucking dog, man. This little fucking pity. Love that dog, man. But Jesus fucking Christ, man. It was brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. People, everybody fucking learn how to advertise, not just to fucking adults, but advertise to families. Hmm. And the fucking, uh house fucking trends and shit shit that started fucking happening i mean the thing is technology really started happening in the 80s i remember when vcrs were brand fucking new man there were no wireless fucking remotes man it looked like an extra plug with no fucking possible outlet it had this brick with a fucking cord that went through and this is back whenever fucking vcrs were like giant fucking tape players with hard fucking buttons clack fucking hit play and shit Jesus Christ man or whenever you got a home fucking video recorder that fucking weighed 25 pounds and you had to put this giant VCR tape in look I'm gonna make some home movies and you tote this fucking thing around You always knew the ones with the money was the ones with the fucking video cameras. Oh, Billy's family's got money, huh? Why you say that? Because, look, he's filming the game. Oh, tell him I want a copy. Yeah, you know what? Those were good fucking times, man. We were discovering more for ourselves. We learned how to fucking deal with anticipation. There was fucking reward to the fucking wait, man. That's part of the problem. You know, on Tyrus and Tim, they was talking about that. They were talking about the fact that, you know, there's no fucking anticipation anymore. There's no fucking patience with people. Everybody has to have this instant gratitude 
gratification. And I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. Everybody's got the patience of a fucking TikTok. You can only catch them at three minutes at a fucking time at most, man. Then they start fucking gazing off to everything. I always called them fucking shiny moments whenever my daughter would have those. Ooh, that's shiny. Thanks to that movie, up, you can call them a squirrel moment. Squirrel. Either fucking way, man. We, we just, we don't have the fucking patience and the intention span that we fucking used to anymore. And it's really fucking dreadful. You know, it's kind of sad when you really fucking think about it, man. We need to focus more. That's, um, man, I think that Batman movie's gonna fucking struggle only because of that. Because it's three goddamn hours long, man. That's a long fucking movie, man. It's hard to get people to pay attention for that long without their fucking cell phones. But I'll tell you what, it was entertaining enough. It kept me interested. I'll tell people nowadays I don't even have to pay to watch movies. So if I sit through the whole fucking thing, at least it's okay. It's halfway decent. I don't have a problem walking out of a movie. Even if I paid for it, I still don't have a problem walking out of a movie. If a movie is just not fucking entertaining, man, I'll give it at least halfway. If it's really bad, I'll give it at least a fucking quarter or something. But the thing is, you know, it's got to be fucking entertaining. Yeah, even if I paid for it, you know what? Sorry, that was my fucking loss, man. It's not like they fucking made the movie for me and shit. And, you know, I'm the one that selected the son of a bitch. I'm the one that made the decision to watch the son of a bitch. So, you know what? Oops, it was my bad. That was a poor fucking decision. All right. Well, there's fucking hour. I ain't going to get back. Hmm. And that's what you do, man. That's one thing from the 80s that we fucking learned. We learned to live with our fucking actions, man. We learned to live with the consequences to our fucking actions. You know, shit fucking happens, man. Mom told me to wash my fucking hands before I went outside to go play. And I said, okay. And I sure as hell didn't. They were still fucking greasy from the damn barbecue that I got through eating. So as I swung off of that branch to fucking land like fucking Tarzan, I fell down like fucking Jane, man. I had a fucking rock on my elbow, snapped my elbow in half. Scream like a squeal fucking pig for about five minutes. Realized nobody was coming to get me. So I had to get up and pick up my own fucking arm and ran into the fucking house. So I broke my arm. I'm seven years old. That was a consequence to my action. So after getting my arm out of a cast... It was stuck in the bent position. Doc says, you're going to have to learn how to move it and stretch it. So at seven years old, I worked this thing every fucking day until now it's full and functional and almost as strong as my right arm. It would be just as strong, but I've been single for two years. So that being said... I learned to live with the consequences of my actions. 
I had to work that shit every day because I'm the one that fucked it up. Nobody's going to fucking fix this for me. And if I fall to the excuse that I can't fucking do this, my arm would have been stuck like that for the rest of my fucking life. And it never would have fucking healed properly. I'm the one that fucked it up. I'm the one that's going to have to fix it. And if there's anything that it can't be fixed fully, then that's on me. Because I should have washed my fucking hands. I should have known better not to swing off of the damn tree like that. Especially with some greasy ass fucking barbecue hands. Because you know a seven year old ain't going to learn how to use fucking utensils properly. Especially when you raised in the damn country. Shit, I didn't even learn how to cut a fucking pork chop till I was 25. Too many people don't know how to live with their own fucking consequences, man. Too many people will fucking sit there and they'll talk shit and they'll spread lies or they'll double talk behind your fucking back and shit and thinks it won't get back to you. When it does get back to you and you can confront them, then they fucking cover it up. And then whenever they get done covering it up and they realize that that's not fucking working... Then they fucking give up and run away from it. You can't run away from everything in life, man. You gotta face the fucking consequences to your actions and shit. Thing is, I mean, if you don't want to fucking deal with that shit, don't fuck up in the first place. Now, if it's fucking unintentional, then it's unfucking intentional. But doesn't mean you got to go blaming anybody else and everybody else and playing fucking poor, pitiful me fucking victim. No, you're the one that placed yourself in that goddamn situation. You fucking deal with it. How the fuck I get all the way over here cocking about my nostalgia and shit? Jesus fucking Christ. It's one of them days, I guess. Mm. But we had some good fucking times in the 80s. And the 80s produced a lot of good things. I, I, I give it. But you know what? I tell you what was most special and most really meaningful for me was the 90s. See, the 90s was really whenever I started to identify myself. See, those were my fucking teen years, you know? 1990, I was 14 fucking years old. That was whenever I got my first fucking stereo or or portable stereo, my first fucking CD player, boombox. And the first fucking CD I bought was Nirvana. I think that was 90. Shit, I don't even fucking know. Sounds about right. It was a good buddy of mine that introduced me. He's like, dude, have you ever heard of this band Nirvana? Of course, I don't think he fully understood the song Polly because he thought it was talking about he got a reminded him of his old pet. 
I don't think he really comprehended that one fully at that time frame. I'm sure he knows it pretty good now. He's a music guy now. He plays, he fucking sings, he does all of that shit. He's one of those talented motherfuckers, man, that I, I just, I can't play like him, man. I can wail like a motherfucker on the goddamn rock band and shit. You put a real one in front of me? Uh-uh. I'm a backup strummer at best, man. I got about five chords in me, and I got to look when I grab. You know, I don't play every fucking day either, though, so I'm not really that dedicated to it. I just, I enjoy the craft enough to pick it up and get some basics down, but not so much to one I want to go into detail about. Now, drawing? Fuck, dude. I've got, I've got a mini fucking dresser that's, you know, dedicated to all of my art crap. I can never have too many fucking pencils or shading stumps or fucking colored pencils. Dude, I swear... If I had the capabilities, I would supply Prismacolor with half of their fucking net worth. If I just give me the fucking money, I'll fucking spend it. I give two shits and maybe or maybe I won't fucking use it. But as long as I have it, I know I have it there just in case if I want to. And if I buy it, I'm going to start fucking using it because art stuff for me is like I'm a kid in a fucking candy store. I can't wait to fucking play with it and draw with it. And I want to do something with it just to see how it writes. I don't care. I've already got 700 pencils. I need this one. I want to see what it writes like. How does it draw? How does my line? How does it blend? We all have our little addictions, don't we? Our little vices. Anything that's like a new toy to us. See, that's when you bring back the kid in you. Whenever you find things that you get excited for, right? Is it part of the reason why you hold on to that nostalgia? Because that just reminds you of whenever you used to get excited for things. Remember when you used to get excited for Saturday morning cartoons? Because they were new fucking episodes, man. They weren't so easily on fucking demand or on the fucking channel or repeated fucking five times a day. These were brand new and they only came out once a fucking week. It gave you something to fucking talk about. And then we had television shows that were actually designed specifically, you know, to bring the family together and everything. And yeah, sure, they were fucking corny and stuff. But I mean, it was it was mostly meant for fucking comedy and stuff. And some of the comedy was kind of corny and everything. But it's just, dude, I've tried watching sitcoms now, man. I just can't. I, I can't. It, it's so bad. It's, I don't know. Maybe I just don't give a shit about fucking sitcoms anymore and I just don't find the humor in the corny fucking jokes. Mm. Who knows? But I know I enjoyed the 90s. 
I like the grunge look. And see, the funny thing is the fucking grunge look came around and everybody and and I was already dressed grunge, not because I had a fucking choice in the matter. It was because we were broke and I enjoyed those fucking jeans because they were already broken in for me. How did I get the holes in my jeans? I didn't pay $150 for them to have them pre-done. Absolutely not. No, I got drugged 25 fucking feet on the back, holding on to the back of an ATV going uphill a fucking road is what I did. Yep. Me and a buddy of mine, we were skateboarding around and everything. And there was another friend of ours that came up and we're like, hey, we got to go home. And I lived uphill. And he was like, hey, I'll drive you up there. And I said, okay. So we held on. And there's this one patch in the middle of the fucking road that I absolutely forgot about. Now, my friend skates a lot better than I did. What I did is I balanced is what the fuck I did and occasionally jumped off or launched off of something and tried to land. This is what I did. Well, this patch of fucking loose gravel was right there in the middle of the fucking road and I fucking forgot about it. But before we even came up to it, my friend yells out, haul ass now his voice came across to me in super fucking slow motion as he was screaming and i knew fucking death was approaching and rapidly the guy that was driving said all right sweet mother of pearl i gripped onto this thing for dear fucking life and hoped to god that nothing happened and my friend let go and did this cool fucking power slide. And I was like, cool. Wish I could fucking do that. Next thing you know, we hit this fucking loose gravel. My board flies out from underneath me quicker than fucking a sheet on the damn table when they pull that fucking magic trick. Okay, so that thing, it's gone. I'm now getting drugged, holding on to the back of this four-wheeler and thinking if I let go, my head is going to bounce on this concrete like an NBA ball. He's not noticing that I'm holding on and I'm still dragging. He thinks I'm still riding. And I went on for about a good 25 feet, going about 30 miles an hour. Needless to say, denim protected the hell out of me. I survived. Got a couple of scrapes and bruises out of it. It was actually kind of fun as fuck. Was unprepared for that. And I absolutely love those fucking jeans. And I wore them until they completely gave out. That was grunge look. It's because we were broke. It's because the jeans were comfortable. And the flannels, it's because it's fucking cold in the winter. And we don't have a fucking, you know, fancy fucking jackets and everything. So we wear layers. Most of your grunge fucking look came from Seattle anyways whenever there's a whole bunch of fucking cold and wet. And that sound. Something about the grunge sound. Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. You ever seen that documentary called Hype? That's a good fucking show. That's one to fucking watch. Too many problems with uh, 
the the nostalgia that we have and and the way that we hold on to it we forget to learn from it remember the joys that you had from the anticipation and the actual reveal of waiting it out remember the things that you did with your friends and how you enjoyed actually going out and doing things and fucking you know just being fucking kids man using your imagination creating fucking things building fucking things doing things together you know and, and just and then the skateboarding and the and everything that was just fucking exercise that you didn't even know it was fucking exercise and you were just fucking having fun and being a dick on occasion Because you know all skateboarders have to act like a dick every now and then. I mean, we're nice guys, but you know. This is before they allowed skateboarding in parks and actually built skate parks. We just found, you know, parking lots. I've been kicked out of so many fucking parking lots, it's unreal. But yeah. We learn from it, though. At least we need to. Now, because the anticipation is too much, anticipation is now almost like an anxiety for some people. I have to have the answers now. I have to know everything now. No, you don't. You want it. And too many people get everything that they want too often. And too too rapidly, and it's just I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want, but we've forgotten how to work for it. Sometimes we think just because we put forth effort towards something that's classified as working for it, and therefore it should be given to us immediately, and that's not necessarily the case, man. You know. There is a work versus reward type of scenario. Yes, you should be rewarded for your work by all fucking means, man. But how much fucking work are you putting forth to it, right? If I'm paying you to do a fucking job, right, and you already understand the basics of your job, this is the job that is required of you, right? And I'm going to pay you this fucking base rate. And then after working for so long, let's say maybe two, three months, and you say to me I want a raise why what have you done extra to show me that you want this raise what have you done and have you even shown interest in doing anything more to get this raise see I understand the mentality there's a lot of mentality out there they're only they're not gonna do that extra for the fucking companies because those companies aren't going to recognize it that I absolutely fucking agree with because you have a lot of companies out there a lot of major corporations Corporations that look at you like nothing but fucking numbers. I honestly believe the reason why I have not achieved the levels that I need, that I desire to achieve in my fucking current job is because of the fact that I am looked at as too youthful. I don't look or act or sound like your average fucking 45 year old, but I am. 
So because I seem youthful, therefore they deem me as more irresponsible. I could make too many rash decisions. Right? But people don't tend to look at the fucking history of the person, the life of the person, and, and you know, where they came from and what they've done. They only look at what they see. What's And that's why I tell everybody, perception is fucking everything. It's only what you fucking perceive, right? Why are people fucking believing what the fucking fake news is telling them? Because it's how they perceive the world. This is how they've been taught to perceive the world whether it's in their fucking atmosphere at work when they have people of like minds saying the same fucking thing they begin to perceive the same fucking thing right it's just how it works this is people we are like fucking lemmings sometimes man we don't realize it but we really are Where the fuck was I going with this? I don't even know. Forget even what the fuck I was talking about. Speaking of which, did you hear CNN's not going to be broadcasting over in the Russia? Gee. Well, huh. That's too bad for them. I guess they're going to miss out on all that great entertainment. I wouldn't call it fucking news. I mean, I'd call it entertainment. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I heard Russia came out and said something about they're going to put out arrest for people who post fake news about the Russian army or something like that. Not 100% sure. Saw some tweets and news about it. One or two articles. Now, I'm not saying that CNN is putting out, you know, 100% fake news. But it just seems kind of funny. So, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck I was originally talking about before. Shit, I done lost it. I guess I hit it one too many times. Maybe who fucking knows? Either way, have y'all been to the website? Changed some things up on the site now. I got I got a little lookout to help you out with the trolls. See, I found the troll in the website, so I got a little buddy of mine. He's gonna help you get away. Just in case if you fall in that layer of the troll. He's got him his own little layer. He's dug into the page. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I enjoy doing the fucking website. It's fun for me. I'm having a blast with it. I'm getting more fucking shit up there. I'm putting some other work up there, too. We got some more writing that's going to go up there here lately. 
later on today. I'm going to try to work on some Scooby some more. I got to get that shit finished up. That thing's taking longer than I fucking expected, man. That's some work right there. I got to get that down to a science. I got to get better with that one. But yeah, check out the website. Go to lowdowndirtyshane.com. Check it out. Tell me what you think. Leave me some notes. There's a way you can leave messages on there. You can send me a message. If there's anything dire that you need immediate fucking attention for, then by all means, send me a fucking chat. I'll get it. Either way, you can send me an email. You can go to drop us a line. There's always a way to get in contact with us. And on that note, kitties, till next time.